0: The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus the Liberating King and live in his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Seals mercy and pardon righteousness.
2: Ecclesia, sisters, brothers, family, from wherever you're joining us, we welcome you. You know, if I were seeing you in person, I would say, how are you doing? And if you were to ask me the same, I would say, I'm weary. I'm COVID weary. <sighs> this Delta variant has is, is been, is been pretty rough. And I'm guessing for many of you, on top of the COVID-weary, you may be job-weary, family-weary, relationship-weary, news-weary. All the things that are happening, Haiti, Afghanistan. (sighs) Today, in this hour, what I'm hoping for is that you would bring all of who you are, including that weariness to this service. And let me pray this blessing over you of what I am asking God for myself. Jesus, our gentle shepherd, you do lead us to the green pastures and you do lead us to the still waters. You protect us. You also walk with us in the shadows that death and grief produce. And for some of us, Jesus, that's where we are today, in these shadows. We need you. We need each other. God, would you use the service today through the music, the message, the prayers, even our time of giving and confession to provide the hope encouragement that we all need in this hour. We know that you can do it. Help us to be expectant of what you have to give us today. Amen.
3: My
4: Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved Don't reach like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind.
5: Join me in this blessing over our children. Loving God, in this season of life, when parenting decisions may feel larger than life itself, we continue to ask for your guidance. As our children are continuing to enter into this new school year, may our hearts continue to sense the need for a stronger connection with your love and a deeper reliance on your grace. In this season of continued change, May our children find community and connection with their classmates. May our teachers and administrators find the support and encouragement that they need. And may your loving kindness be felt by all who need it most. In the name of God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's continue to worship through offertory prayer. Almighty God, you created everything in the heavens above and in the earth below. You survey all your creation and you savor its beauty and appreciate its goodness. To you, we lift up the best we have to offer from our time, talents, and resources. We give freely from what we have received from your hand. We give joyfully with the gratitude of a rescued people. We give generously with the excitement of children at play. We join with your mission and with your kingdom. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Hannah, for leading us
2: in that offertory prayer. Our friends and partners at Houston Welcomes Refugees are preparing to welcome nearly 300 Afghan refugees in the coming months and need our help. Houston Welcomes Refugees helps ease the resettlement process for refugees coming to Houston by mobilizing invested, caring volunteers to help foster hope amid crisis. Depending on your time and resources, there are many different ways to engage with this organization from putting together welcome kits to befriending a family and helping them get settled into their new life in the U.S. A way you can tangibly help today is by purchasing essential welcome kit items from their Amazon wish list. To learn more, go to HoustonWelcomesRefugees.com. Another vulnerable population we serve are our unhoused sisters and brothers through our weekly outdoor simple feast meal. I got to help host simple feast a couple of weeks ago and noticed that the tables were more spread apart. We didn't have as many guests sitting around the table as we used to. And it made me a little bit sad. You know, this Delta variant is just wreaking havoc on so many different levels. And so I talked to Manny, our outreach pastor, and said, Manny, how is the, how is the meal going? Is this something that still feels um, like a welcome presence for, our, for this community? And he said, Mitzi, let me tell you a story there's a guy who's part of this community and he was, he got a job recently, so we can thank God for that. And he was needing to do some paperwork and he could either do it Sunday afternoon or he could do it Monday morning. And so Manny saw him Sunday morning and said, hey, are you gonna go ahead and get that paperwork done this afternoon? And this man responded and said, no, I wanna stay for Simple Feast, I'm hungry. And Manny said, oh, well, we can put a a meal together for you. We'll we'll put it in a box and um, let me give you a grocery card so you can get some food, so you can go ahead and um, get onto this paperwork. And the man responded and said, no, I I wanna stay. Um, This is the only time during the week where I get to sit at a table in a chair and enjoy a delicious meal and eat at my own pace and be in a relaxed environment and i don't have someone over my shoulder telling me time to move on i mean can we just sit with that for a moment how much we take for granted the ability to sit at a table to eat our meals friends this is the environment that we are getting to provide for these dear sisters and brothers. And we want to invite you to join us in doing this. And you can do that in a couple of different ways. I mean, you can come host, you can provide food, you can serve, you can sit and have conversation. Another way is by giving financially. I mean, maybe you're not ready to be out in the world. It's maybe one of the reasons you're online today and not um, at Elder or Westside. And so you can contribute to these meals. There are three ways that you can give, all very easy. One is just by texting, you know, taking out your phone and texting to give at 84321. Another way is to go online at our website, ecclesiahouston.org slash give. And then another easy way is our church center app. We love that we get to do this and we invite you to join us in providing this oasis of an environment over the table. And Ecclesia, speaking of oasis, you know, we are in a, sometimes it feels like a desert right now. Um, You heard what I had to say at the invocation, and I'm, I'm hoping that our message today, that God has for us through Pastor Chris, would be one of hope and encouragement.
6: Ecclesia, This is Pastor Chris, and it feels like forever since I've talked to you in this format. We've had an amazing summer. You've heard from some of our best friends. Uh, in New York City and across the globe, these are these are some of our people that we just love and encourage us well. And we're heading into the fall. It's not the fall that we anticipated. Um, many of you are like me. Our kids are getting back to school and things aren't going perfectly smooth. Um, and just... Doing what I have to do, I, I knew when I was a, a teenager, God would bring it back to me and I was the kind of kid. In fact, when my dad's preached at Ecclesia, he's told stories about having to wake me up for high school and throw me in the shower. I would literally lay down in the shower and fall asleep again and and I've, I've got the same kid and he's a sophomore in high school and he's a great kid. He's now six foot three, so he just keeps growing. And apparently, all that growth requires some sleep, and his body is just like it goes into hibernation once he goes to sleep. And getting him back going is not easy. So whatever you're facing, um, it's probably not the fall that we hope for. And we had planned for a big return to our buildings and we're in our buildings, but we're still keeping a distance and we're wearing a mask and we're doing some different things and we're going to do some different things in this format. In fact, I've got to start doing it now. Uh, We're going to tighten up our sermons. We're going to tell you some new stories. We're going to reinvent our online service in a way that hopefully invites you uh, to share it with your neighbors, your family, and your friends over brunch, over a barbecue. We're going to tell you more about it, but let me get to it today and tell you, what I'm going to share with you. And that's the reality in this broken world. When I look around and there are things we need, we need vaccines. We need people to be vaccinated, stop this spread, keep this, keep people from being in the hospital. But I'll tell you what the world needs more than anything. When I look around the world needs the church, we need a group of people that put other self-interest before theirs. And I'll tell you, I've been a part of a lot of groups You may be a part of a country club or a gym or a fraternity or a sorority when you were in college or a different group in high school. I'll tell you, I've never been a part of a group that's sole aim was to put others' self-interest before themselves. And what the world needs now with what's happening in Afghanistan, we need a group of people that say, we love those people. Our church has welcomed Afghan refugees before, and we will be doing it again. You're going to hear more and more. We need a church to step forward to care for people in Haiti. It is desperate and it's hard and it's difficult. And as we partner with Living Water and our Haiti staff on the ground, we've got ways to reach out immediately and bring help and hope and relief. And you can go to the website and you can give directly to the need in Haiti. It's important. From the very beginning of the church, I realized, right, I met one of our first church members, my friend Ted Stanford, and Ted is a beautiful man. He's no longer with us, but he's beautiful. He was plagued by addictions and his addictions made his HIV status really difficult and dangerous, but he loved and he loved big and i love ted but what i realize as i walk with ted is ted didn't need to be a part of anything other than a church it was a church that would lift him up that would 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 love and care for him that would help him stay sober that would help him get into a house as we're doing with so many of our brothers and sisters we have beautiful stories right now of our unhoused brothers and sisters getting into a new place and getting furniture and There are beautiful things happening, and that's the church. I remember years ago traveling to Liberia and for the first time realizing how desperate the water crisis was. So many people, children, were drinking from rivers and streams that were polluted with feces, and you don't have to be a doctor or a health professional to know, like, that's devastating. It's dangerous. It's deadly. And I I realized then, my instant thought was not, the UN's going to take care of this, right? Don't worry about it. The UN's got it. Now, my instant thought was the church has to step up and if not for the church these people are in trouble and you know what our church and other churches stepped up and there's entire regions we can travel to across the globe where people were always drinking from rivers and streams and that never happens anymore it's a beautiful thing because of the church as i look at the problem of racism and power that's used unjustly in this country I don't have great faith that our politicians are going to figure it out. I don't trust that what's happening on the news is actually contributing to something good. My hope is for the church that the church steps up and says, the way of Jesus is to care for all people, no matter who you are, that we're all equal in God's sight and we're all made in the image of God. And that Ecclesia is a beautiful thing. And so I want to remind you today of who the church is and my vocation, right? And what I do, uh, I run into people all the time, Ecclesians. In fact, I remember years ago um, being at the hospital and and the nurse was slapping on my arm and about to thrust a needle into it, and just as she hit me pretty hard and the veins started to pop, she said, I go to your church, right? I thought, I hope this doesn't hurt, and um, I hope I didn't offend her recently. I'm often in restaurants and waiters come up and say, hey, I go to your church, right? I, I am on a plane and flight attendants come and say, hey, I go to your church. and. I've wondered over recent years. In fact, in 2019, I preached a sermon. and I told you, don't go to church, right? Be the church. And all of a sudden we've been thrust in an environment where we're not all going to church in the same way and definitely not in the same rhythm. And our kids aren't having the same experience. And I wonder if it's a reminder, if it's Possibly God's opportunity to remind us that we don't go to church. We got great buildings and we are going. We're there at 9-11 West Side and downtown. And you've got opportunities to see people and take communion. And that's really important. But church is not a place we go. It's a people that we are. In Acts 2, we see the beginning of the church. And this is what it tells us in Acts 2. That the community continually committed themselves to learning what the apostles taught them. Are you up for that? a world in which we're continually ready to learn and study. They were gathering for fellowship, for friendship, breaking bread and praying. That's what we're going to have to do is be a people that we may not be gathering in the thousands in the same way, but we need to be gathering in the dozens often eating food, sharing life, sharing scripture and praying. And it tells us everyone felt a sense of awe because the apostles were doing many signs and wonders among them. There was an intense sense of togetherness among all who believed. We're gonna be talking a lot about this in the fall. We got a beautiful series that Sean and I are really excited about. And then it tells us, they shared all their material possessions and trust. They sold any possessions and goods that did not benefit the community, and they used the money to help everyone in need. If we look at what's going on in the world today, we need to be a people like that, to be the church, to care for our friends in Haiti, to care for brothers and sisters across the globe, to keep providing every year hundreds of thousands of meals at the border of venezuela where people don't have an opportunity truly to care for themselves and get to be the people like i've experienced this week I, i'm moving into a new place and if you hear me i'll talk about it because i'm so excited about it because i'm moving into sharpstown and it's super diverse i found a, a really cheap place to live it's a high rise and that uh, you can buy a place there i'm telling you it's so cheap if you need to save money come move into my neighborhood And, and it's filled with people that speak Mandarin and Spanish and the food all around me is amazing, but I I wanted to move into it. It has a totally different vibe than my old house and the boys and I wanted to have the place reflect it, but we didn't have money for furniture. And you know what happened? I didn't tell anybody, I didn't do anything. I just had Ecclesia and started asking me, Hey, do you want this piece of furniture? Do you want this piece of furniture? And before I knew it, our whole house was furnished with nothing that we bought. We looked around, Christian and I, yesterday, and we were like, we bought those two rugs and a new TV because it needed a new TV because we're boys and we wanted a bigger TV. And and literally, I I laid down for the first time, I was gonna downsize to a queen bed. I hope you like this story as much as I do because it interests me. I laid down on this queen bed and I realized I'm too tall for a queen bed. And I moved it all the way up to the eighth floor. And Now I'm gonna have to move it out and I'm gonna have to go find a a king bed. And literally that morning, an Ecclesian that I've known for 30 years texted me and said, hey, I've got a king bed. Do you have any interest in it? Just what I needed at just the right time. Ecclesia, in the world we're in, what we got to do is just listen. What was she doing? She was listening. And I think somehow the spirit prompted her, hey, Chris needs a bed. (laughs) It's a great bed. And it's set up in my room now. And I don't know what it is that you need. And I don't know what it is that I have to share. And I've got some extra things to share now because of it but I know that we're a people like Acts two made to share. And this is what Jesus said in Matthew 16, when he talked about the church, he looked at Peter. He said, Peter, I'm giving you a new name, right? You're going to be the rock, not the one that's the former wrestler and on the movies, but a similar name. He's like, I'm giving you a name that says you're going to be a beast. You're gonna do some amazing things. And he says this, I'm gonna build my church on you and the church will reign triumphant even at the gates of hell. What's he saying? He's saying the church thrives in the darkest places. That's what we're made for. When it gets dark, when it gets ugly, that's when the church steps up. That's who we're made to be. So what does that look like for you and I? As we enter this new season, I wanna reflect with you on Psalm 92. And what would it be like for us to be a people that are planted In a place that we thrive the psalmists articulate beautiful things in psalm 92 i love it because sometimes the psalmists are saying i'm frail i'm broken i'm a mess and i've definitely been there i love it when they also reflect strength and i want to invite you to join me in a place that i believe as we enter the fall we're beat up life's been hard i want us to move towards a place of health and strength and this is what the psalmist says but you have made me strong as a wild ox anointed me with refreshing oil of your blessing. Doesn't that sound good to say, hey, I I may be beat up, life may be hard. Things aren't going exactly like we thought in the world, but I'm strong. And I can do hard things. And I've seen with my own eyes my enemies defeated, I've heard with my own ears my attackers cut down. Those who are devoted to God, he says, will flourish like budding date palm trees. Ecclesia, that's what we're made for, flourishing. We're not made for success. We're not made for perfection. We're not made for an easy life, no doubt about it, but we are made to flourish. What does it mean for you to flourish in the place that you are? For somebody to come up to you and say, how are you doing? I'm I'm flourishing. That's what I can tell you. I'm flourishing. I'm using all my gifts. I'm giving who I am to the world, and I am my best me. And I love the analogy because he talks about these palm date trees that I love. If you go to the Holy Land with me, you'll you'll eat them constantly, right? They literally, they have a sweetness and a sugar that is so natural and so beautiful. It makes you wonder why we would ever eat this artificial candy we eat here, right? They, They sweeten their coffee with it. They use it for everything, these dates. And this is what we know, is if we're planted in a healthy place, we'll thrive and we'll produce fruit. We'll produce great fruit. Jesus talked about this in the parable of the sower. And he said, we're all like seeds. And the seeds are planted in different places, right? Some will fall on the hard ground. And what happens to those seeds? Do you remember? He said, the birds eat those seeds. Some are planted just barely under the soil. The heat scorches them and they don't grow. Some are planted in a place that they can thrive, they can flourish, they can grow. I don't know where you're planted, But I want to invite you to consider the environment that you planted yourself. As we move into the fall, what would it look like for all of us to be planted in places that we can grow and flourish? What would that mean? Well, if you're into horticulture, right? You know, one, it's going to be a safe environment. It's not going to be a place you're going to get run over or plowed through. I don't know what your home's like, but I think all of us have learned in this pandemic that our home and our living environment's really important. You wanna create a place that feels safe emotionally, spiritually, physically, that you can be your best, that you can let your guard down and be who you are. You wanna be planted by nourishing streams, right? You you need some water to feed you. And I hope that this online service and our in-person gatherings are a part of that nourishment. You ought to plant yourself in the church and you ought to read the scriptures and we ought to pray and be nourished by the things that God gave us to nourish us. And then what do we need? We need light and we need shade. We need both. If you're in the, in the light all the time, you're gonna get burned up, right? We're all gonna feel the heat, but we can't feel it all the time, right? We also need some shade. What do we have to do? We need to work. We need to deal with problems and difficulties. We also need to rest. So I wanna invite you, as I pray for you, to contemplate what it would look like to prepare yourself this fall to flourish. No matter what the world's doing, no matter how big a crowds we can gather with, no matter what uh, Christmas is gonna look like or Thanksgiving, we can all get ahead of ourselves. What would it look like to be in a place of safety, a place that's nourishing, and a place where we get plenty of light and plenty of shade? God, I thank you that you made us to flourish, that, that our lives matter to you, and that we're meant to bear fruit. The scriptures tell us that fruit are things like unconditional love, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. And we long to plant ourselves in the kind of space that allows us to grow and to flourish and to bear the fruit of a really, really good life. Lord, as we examine anything we need to change in our life today, will you prompt us and guide us in the right direction? Give us ears to hear what you would speak. We pray this together and we pray it in your name. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray, amen.
2: Ecclesia. I'm hoping that the weariness that we brought in today has somehow been attended to by our gentle shepherd. And it is that same gentle shepherd that invites us here to this table, a table where all are welcome whether you have the energy of a two-year-old or maybe you're like me and you're just coming just slowly and weary, we're all welcome at this table. And it may feel like a poke when we do our confession prayer every week, but really it's a gift. It's an opportunity for us to pause and to reflect. We don't wanna just go quickly on our way. We celebrate the opportunity to look inside. And so please join me. You have made us to be free, but we crave the cheap comforts of our chains. You have made us to serve others, but we have eyes only for ourselves. You have made us to love, but we are inflamed with lust. You provide that we may be generous, but we greedily hoard as if your well will run dry. You forgive time and again, but we hold fast to the sins of others. You offer light for our path, but we insist on making our own way. You are the God who saves. Lord, save us from ourselves. In your great mercy, restore and heal us and grant us your peace. And this is what the body represents. Restoration and healing. This is what the cup represents. Restoration and healing. And ecclesia. As we remember the life of Jesus, as we remember the meal that he had with his disciples, please also remember the hope and the encouragement this feast provides. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us taste and see, amen.
0: I wonder if my life could really change at all. In all this earth, could all that is lost ever be found? Could a garden come out from this ground? Fall things out of the dark
5: A benediction by late U.S. Senate Chaplain Richard Halverson. You go nowhere by accident. Wherever you go, God is sending you. Wherever you are, God has put you there. God has a purpose in your being right where you are. Christ, who indwells you by the power of his spirit, wants to do something in and through you. Believe this and go in his grace his love, his power. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Ecclesia family, go and dwell in peace.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ekthesiahouston.org.